0: let's go. Are you ready, Josh Helmer? Are you ready for what these next three hours could or could not entail? I'm ready, baby. Good morning.
1: Happy Friday, my friend on the road to Ames. How we doing?
0: Good. Give me, give me your opinion right now. All right. So we are, let's see, we're at a rest stop here because after, after three hours on the radio without a Potty break. Our man T. Rowe in the morning show, of course, needed to get a quick little, quick little pause. We're in the middle of the Flint Hills, so, in the opinion of one Josh Helmer, how confident are you in the connection for the next three hours of this very radio program?
1: I'm almost convinced that we will drop out at least once in the Flint Hills. So,
0: in my opinion, I thought I'd set an over/under for the show today to kind of have some fun with it. And my over-under for this here very radio program is 2.5 for amount of drops during the show. Now, maybe we need to specify a drop, right? But right now, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the under, to be honest with you. But then again, I know cell phone connection on 35 and again, we're going to get into like, say, Kansas City and things of that nature. So, I don't know. I I would set the over/under at two and a half, and I got to be honest with you, I kind of feel pretty good about the under right now. Is that too confident? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. I feel good about the under as well. Which, if that's the case, okay. hey, we're we're golden. We're gravy, baby. No big deal. You drop off once or twice, we're fine.
0: Who cares, right? Big thank you to uh, my good friend, the uh, the star of the Washington Warriors, Dallas over at Fowler Toyota. Um, he hooked us up with this incredible ride. They've got a selection of, of, of cars that will uh, blow your mind and a great group of people there. This, is, uh, this has been a great relationship for us in the Sooner Radio Network, and I've been grateful for him. So thank you to Fowler for hooking us up on this road trip. Uh, loves fueling us and i think i've any more plugola payload Payola. i need to get out of here before we get to the official sponsors no seriously thanks guys uh we're, we're really pumped to be on the road now i i will say josh as i just talked about there's like 15 minutes that i don't know where it went this morning i may have been abducted by aliens but have you ever done that you start getting into maybe i've become a big morning brew reader you read morning brew at all it's just a little newsletter more than anything else, and I feel like I've got all these sports newsletters that I do, right? I get the athletics sent to me. I get the bleacher reports sent to me. Some of them, I don't know how I ended up on their mailing list and they get sent to me, but I kind of dig the morning brew. That's where I got that video game, though. They always have some good little nuggets. Do you think maybe I could have got lost just scrolling through that this morning? Sure.
1: You must have gone into the I- – must have gone into the morning vortex.
0: I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm not. Someone might make us, well, maybe you're in the bathroom. No, I, I literally, I don't know where it went. I don't know what it, it's like. I blinked and I'm like, oh, I'm kind I'm of kind of close. I better get on the road. But we got on the road and we're good. How was your Thursday night?
1: It was a nice Thursday. Uh, yeah, it, it was solid. And how was your Thursday
0: evening? Getting ready for the road trip? We got shut out on the cakewalk, Josh. Oh we got no! Shut out on the cakewalk. It was um, it was a little disappointing. I tried a lot of different strategies at the Washington. I guess I guess you could say fair slash carnival last night. Whatever you might describe it as, but we we we, we tried a couple of different kind of ideas and plans. Now, I, maybe real quick before we get into the the real sports on the show today. And, yes, coming up, we have real sports to get to. Uh, in fact, next segment, you know what? Everyone kind of has their – Scott Van Pelt has his one big thing. Uh, we have our our biggest stories of the day, right, things of that nature. But I came up with my biggest key for tomorrow. And it, it's not as if I'm I'm breaking any news here, but I think it's something that hasn't been talked about a ton. And, and I want to get into it with you coming up uh, in our next segment for Oklahoma and Iowa State. We'll take our first look at the Air Comfort Solutions text line at the bottom of this hour, 405-651-3439, plus Lee Sterling at 945 this morning. So we got a busy, busy 9 o'clock hour. Um, but I, I felt like, and I don't know if this is something that's evolved over time, but remember the guy that texted yesterday that said around 86, I got on a run that still talked about to this day where I won like four cakes. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's a strategy to it. I used to think there was. I tried a lot of different things and I got shut out last night because you, you give your ticket. They had to make so much money off this last night. You give your ticket right, which is a dollar a ticket, and. One of the teachers plays music while you walk around this, like, square of chairs, and each chair has a number on it. And when the music stops, Josh, you stand behind that chair. And then whatever chair you have, they draw a number. And if you're behind that numbered chair, you win whatever goodie they're giving away. Which, by the way, also, as an addition last night that I completely forgot about, they have what's called the Pop Walk not to be confused with my man Jeremy Poplin, but this was like the soda walk. So in other words, you did the same thing only there was like a liter or two liter of soda that was waiting for you uh, in case you can't tell sweet sugar very big deal whenever it comes to homecoming. So I don't is there really a strategy then that you think you can use on that front or or, or no I kind of feel like it, it it is what it is and it's just a matter of the luck of the drawer when the music stops right?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any strategy unless you know what the numbers correspond to, which you don't know what the numbers correspond to. Right.
0: Absolutely. Makes no sense. So I was a little bit down about it. I'm not going to lie to you. A little down last night. Did not accomplish my goal. But it was fun, man. I, I In case you guys can't tell from listening to this show with any regularity, um, I'm abs- I've absolutely fallen in love with this community. It's been great for me and for my family um for my um for my own personal well-being <laughs> if you will my sanity oh i got to meet friend of the show uh, not me see friend of the show cole scott last night Looked good looked ready for the home stretch i finally get to go to a washington game next week josh homecoming for next saturday let's go so it was a fun night overall now i went a little bit too in depth on my evening was there anything more did you have a cheerleading show or did we have a high school game last night what did we miss in the world of Josh Helmer from last night
1: not a whole lot in terms of you know my responsibilities uh, with us I hmm. I tuned in and watched a little bit of more and Bixby just to check in and see how our guys were doing and then from there watched uh, Brady and Tampa Bay you know collapse once more so that was always Always going to be fun. Nice little rally in the second half for Baltimore. So I got to kick back and kick the feet up a little bit last night, which was good, and actually, you know, I don't know, do what helps you be prepared for this show, which is watch
0: some sports. Yeah. Um. Boy, that Thursday night football is almost unwatchable anymore. Almost unwatchable, man. I, I, I literally – oh, ho- hold on here. I'm very much behind on the text messages. Okay, we're good. we're good. Shout out to my man, Pastor Adam Starling, tuned in. On the road trip to Arkansas, London playing some soccer this weekend in Arkansas. Good luck, London. Have a blast. That's my man, Adam Starling. Um, Are we – I don't want to get too first take, but are we watching the end of the Tom Brady era, or is this a, a case of Tampa Bay just struggling with – the depth on their offensive line and developing a running game.
1: Run that by me one more time about a run. Okay, game.
0: Josh, we have to let people know we're we're on the road with the show today. People cannot be bothering you during the program. If you call off the air, you're coming on the air. We're just punching you straight through. If you come in the studio, you're coming on the air. <laughs> That's but, right. The, dim, dim's the rules for the show today. We're road tripping. Uh, more so than ever, it's the lifeblood of the program, the Brown O'Haver Studios. Tom Brady, are we watching the end of an era for Tom Brady? Or is this merely a situation where Brady's squad is failing around him? Injuries at receiver, the inability to get the running game going, offensive line ailments. I mean, I'm not someone that's trying to bury Tom Brady, and I'm not – I'm not with all these jokey McJokersons that are like, you got to choose between your wife and your family and football. I'm like, I- I- I'm so uncomfortable with those conversations. But are we watching the end? Are we watching a legend go out like, unfortunately, most legends do? Yeah, I, there will be
1: no wisecracks about Tom Brady and his family and his personal life right here. I mean, obviously, he's he's probably had a lot to think about. I, I think it's safe to say from the offseason into the beginning of this year, the, the, the short answer to the question is, yeah, I think so, man. Just watching him around yeah. out there, I, you know, Kirk Herbstreet and all these guys nationally, I get it. Yes, it's not perfect around Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is the biggest problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not everything else around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady stinks right now. He's a statue back there. There was one run where he's trying to escape the pocket plank where – I mean, he looks 75 years old, not 45. Right, trying to run around back there. So, it's uh, it's tough to watch him right now. Some of the throws that he has guys open, and it's just nowhere close. It's not the the Tom Brady that we've seen in the past. So, it's Tom Brady, right? I mean, we've done this before. Feels like every time you call time of death on his career. Then all of a sudden, there, there's another run, another rally behind it. But man, this one, it looks, it feels, it smells a little bit different with Tom Brady right here, right now. I just, he looks so bad uh, week to so week bad. to week. And one drive. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough to watch. I, I think it's probably, yes, this is,
0: this is where it comes to a close for him. All right, all right. sidebar on this road trip. We stopped, uh, the guy stopped to use the restroom here at the start of the show. They're still in there. Isn't this a little ridiculous for a normal stop amongst, you know, five guys traveling together, five to six guys? What's going on here? It should be seven minutes tops. We should be back on the road. Boom, gone. This is 15 minutes that we've been waiting. Come on, people. We've got places to go, people to see. The other thing that I loved from last night's game, more than anything else, Josh, was Lamar Jackson holding up the pay him sign. Did you see that at the end? I watched the whole fourth quarter, but the "pay me" sign was absolutely, positively fantastic. Thank you, T. Row. Is everyone okay? Oh, okay. A couple yeah. of guys got some food. Oh, A okay. couple of guys, yeah. got couple nine guys... sixteen. Yeah. We gotta eat. We, we, we've got we've got twenty minutes of, of food ordering going on. <laughs> But at the end of the game, whenever Lamar Jackson was walking into the tunnel, uh, someone had a fan that said like "Pay Lamar, Pay him now," and he grabbed he grabbed the sign, held it up, and was laughing. Uh, and then he signed it, and then he signed the sign for him, and it was just it was a really cool that is moment. cool. I, I thought it was fun. Okay, uh, anything else in the world of sports non-sooner related that we need to hit on? I- I've given my public apology for being late this morning, so that's good, right? That is
1: good. We uh, you know, apologies are always positive. I would just say on the Lamar Jackson pay me sign. Go ahead. He is representing himself, ladies and gentlemen. So, the fact that he has not gotten paid is <laughs> right. partially his own doing. So, just a quick note there.
0: Um that is true. That is an unfortunate fact that some people don't like to bring up in this whole process. Hey, man, can you believe the Ravens haven't paid Lamar Jackson? What are they doing? Well, you know, he's kind of representing himself right now. So let's just remember that. All right, I've got a couple of other non-OU things real quick. And, in fact, Toby bringing up the Broncos being on ESPN Plus, I got really triggered by something George Patton said the other day, their general manager. did you? He said, I feel like the scrutiny is too high on Russell Wilson, and the reason is because they've had so many primetime games. Oh, my goodness.
1: Dude, it's the National Football League, and the guy gets paid (laughs) millions of dollars. You extended him out through now until the end of infinity. He's going to get scrutinized when he stinks.
0: (laughs) I got so triggered by that. I got all my anger out pretty early. But I was hot. Man. I was hot. Don't make a Chiefs fan and a Raiders fan have to defend Broncos fans. It's not fair to us. I mean, listen. You and I have even said this, with Perry near us, Broncos fans deserve better than this garbage. They really do. It's a good fan base. It's a great fan base. And they they were absolutely sold a bill of goods with this deal for now. But, yeah, I'm enraging, enraging when I saw that. And then the other thing, last night, oh, oh Adam will like this one. Pastor Adam will like this one. Last night, Josh, Parker's text or tweet, excuse me, reminded me why I just I can't I can't allow myself to live in the in the world of recruiting. So <laughs> he tweeted the picture of Peyton Bowen with the Oregon headband on, right? And he was out at the the Ditton Geyer game last night. He tweeted in my mentions tonight we have insecure Notre Dame fans trolling Texas fans trolling Texas A&M fans juiced Oregon fans and OU fans representing the entire emotional spectrum all because I tweeted a picture of a five-star safety in an Oregon headband (laughs) why do you people do this to yourself what are you doing and enjoy football don't get too triggered by what's going on in the recruiting world I'm not trying to take money out of anyone's mouth or f- food out of anyone's mouths. Money out of their mouth. I'm not going to lead anyone to say, "What you know? What I'm getting too carried away refreshing uh, OUInsider.com or SoonerScoop.com every 15 minutes to see what Peyton Bowen is doing or to see the latest on Anthony Edwards' trip." But my gosh, man! What a
1: what a response! Though, what a response! You'd have to say, right? It is
0: notable that he's wearing the Oregon headband, is it not? Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't. Not saying. I, I will say that's one of my favorite things that has taken place so far in high school football. And this is something that is ex- extremely new, and that is seeing dudes get to wear their potential college gear while they play high school football. It's incredible. We are now in the midst of a 20-minute pit stop pit chiefs or pit crews have been fired for stops like this in the past drake is being a good samaritan. oh is okay drake is be if he's being a good samaritan josh i think we can tip the cap too all right quick break when we come back one yeah. big key <laughs> is he doing it so he can tell people he did it or is he doing it because he's a good samaritan i'll believe the latter all right quick break when we come back w- one big thing one big key that hasn't been talked about too much. Lee Sterling coming up at 945 right here on The Ref. Look at you, Josh Helmer. Look at you. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Uh, on the road to Ames, Iowa for tomorrow's Oklahoma-Iowa State showdown. 11 a.m. kick. We'll be on the air at 7 a.m. Right here on The Ref. Sooner Radio Network at 9 a.m. So, fun trip wheels up for the team is right around two o'clock this afternoon so they'll get here uh, later this afternoon and i don't know they've you know what's kind of typified the sooner is road trips and you know it feels odd because we've had that bye week in a home game but they've kind of had a team activity on friday night and i wonder if it'll be more of the same when we get to to i keep saying ames ankeny iowa here tonight in the meantime Before we get to the phones at 405-329-9000, that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line or our first check of the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. I have a very obvious key, Josh Helmer, that I feel like hasn't been talked about as much as it should. And I say this this with Toby Rowland probably has talked about this a lot in the 6 a.m. hour of his show whenever I've been snoozing. But Teddy says it before every single broadcast on the Sooner Radio Network. And I feel like it's his it's his thing to watch for every single week and that's not a knock. You know what it is, Josh? It's Tanoga. And when I look back on the Kansas game many, many moons ago, those years ago that Oklahoma and Kansas played. It does feel like it was a while ago. It does. (laughs) What kept Kansas in that game? Turnovers. Oklahoma turning the ball over at inopportune times, I think. And and maybe not so much as saying keeping them in the game, but putting them, the defense, in kind of a tougher spot, right? Because, oh, there's a random cow just walking out there. How about that? But um, I told you, dude, I'm getting old, shiny things. But it's. It really seemed to be something, and it is something, that hasn't plagued the Sooners this year, right? Dylan Gabriel has been fantastic protecting the football. Guys have not fumbled the football. To me, uh, I've I've seen a football team that's been really good at protecting the football. And then on Saturday against Kansas State, two Saturdays ago, when they didn't protect the football and they had 700 yards of offense, they're in a 10-point game. Now, Oklahoma was able to get a couple of turnovers of their own to even it out a bit, but to me there's two great equalizers whenever we're talking about college football, or football in general. And one of them on a non-artificial on a non uh, artificial turf surface is weather, and the, the other is turnovers. Now, granted, you could add a 2A or a 3 and say injuries, but – I mean, it sounds simple enough, and it's the easiest key to talk about, but Iowa State, as close as they've been in games, they're 0-4, and you are what your record is. So, Josh, when I think about one of my big things and everybody's big thing for Saturday, Sooners got to protect the football. They got to do a better job of that than they did against Kansas.
1: Well, in a couple of those, Dylan Gabriel fumbles were just so curious. Oh, like, what happened right. on that play? Those are the kind of plays that you just can't do. Can't can't have that on the road, right? I mean, you cannot let that Ames crowd get going with one of those types of mistakes. The interception, while it wasn't great, you know, in, in the realm of turnovers, okay, it makes sense, right? There was a miscommunication between quarterback and wide receiver. Can't have it, needs to get cleaned up. That one at least makes sense, right? Just dropping the football when you're scrambling around back there you're trying to run an option play. Can't have that type of fumble mistake. And you're right. The turnovers in general for Oklahoma, Oklahoma's had seven turnovers lost on the season. Four fumbles that they've lost, three interceptions that they've thrown. Three of those came against Kansas. The two fumbles for Dylan Gabriel and the interception that uh, he threw. I mean, they'd only turned it over four times before that. So Oklahoma had been really, really good in the turnovers lost category. Probably you'd still like to continue to enhance that turnover margin column, but whatever. Oklahoma's been taking care of the football. One thing that in this game that can really, really help in Iowa State offense that let's call it what it is, Plank, has not been great, has not been consistent throughout this season, short fields, right? A turnover like we saw uh, versus Kansas a couple of times. If Dylan Gabriel does that, then that's, uh, yeah, obviously that's going to flip the football game around on you.
0: Iowa State's offense has had its moments, but those moments, I I mean literally from watching a lot of them this week to try to figure out how can they be this bad offensively, I can probably point out the best drive they've had all year. They got the ball right before halftime against Baylor and went right down the field and scored on them. in, In fact, it was so impressive, you almost wondered if that was Iowa State that was playing against Baylor that game. Hunter Deckers is throwing dimes. Uh, Xavier, I, I think they even had their first touchdown called back because of a penalty and still ended up scoring. I mean, they went right down the field. But it's just that that's one or two drives in what has been a series season of consistent misery offensively. Do not give them a short field in order to allow a bad offense to find any kind of rhythm. So Tanoga, man, takeaways no giveaways. Get get turnovers because they'll give it to you, but do not, do not turn it over like you did against Kansas. All right, before we get our first check of the Air Comfort Solutions text lines, uh, let's get True Sooner in here. Don't no need to make him wait today on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line 405-329-9000. three two nine nine thousand. We're on the road to Ames. What's going on, True? How are you?
2: Oh um, man, just a little distracted. I still can't get used to seeing these high school players um, doing these NIL deals. Um, I just, they just, I just, you know, that Norman ooh song that they always do, you know, they had the whole Mustang team out there with the, with the cheerleaders doing that. It's so weird. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see what they pay. They, they play, they pay the individual players, right? I mean, this is not a, we're taking money in for the school thing. This they're paying those football players, right? Is Am I correct? No, you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
2: it, Just, the, the NIL
0: that's been enacted by the OSAA isn't something that goes to the school. No, 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 it's it's for the players. It's for the individuals.
2: That's, that's so odd. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool, very cool. Or was it when I was in high school? You right. know? But, but it was, uh, <laughs> hey, so I got to, usually we don't talk about the Thunder very much on here, and that's fine. But, man, I went to the game last that's night. That's right. I was, talk, I was talking to Josh about that. I went to the game last night, and, you know, when Poku sc- scores 15 and Paul George scores 10, I mean, I'm wondering if the world is coming to an end. First of all, and I just, how do we look at this as as people that care, you know, because they're in the market and we're fans or whatever? How do we look sure. at this season? Because th- th- this is a team that's going to win. I mean, they're going to win more than 23 games, aren't they? I mean, that's a yes, that's a simple over, right? I mean, that's a simple if over if they isn't stay it? healthy.
0: Yeah, right. If they stay healthy and their front office doesn't decide to make them injured, I right. think that's where. The big issue well, is right.
2: So, 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 where my question to you is: Where is the drawing line now? Where is the line to where they go? Do they have to? Do they have to start out five and fifteen for them to pull the plug? I mean, they're not going to pull the plugs on, but All Star break if they're at five hundred, are they?
0: Probably, Probably yes. yes. They pretty much did last year. <laughs> yeah, they. they okay. I mean that. They're trying to get. Go ahead, Josh. Because I I haven't allowed myself I haven't allowed myself to get too involved in it because I know the Winbinyana sweepstakes and how Oklahoma City would be pretty well positioned for that. Um, And no one's going to. It's funny. Everyone's always like, "Well, you got all these picks, and maybe people will trade." No, nobody's going to trade if they know they're going to be in the lottery with a chance for that guy. Nobody is. Right.
2: Right. So I mean, I I I, I just I. Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay,
0: thanks for the call, Troy. I appreciate it. Right. I don't. I, that's where I have a hard time talking about Oklahoma City right now, if at all, Josh, because a we're what five games into the season. Uh, they're fun. They're fun to watch, right? Shea Gilgis Alexander, fun to watch. He might. We might have a guy that's going to battle for the scoring title this year, right? I mean, that's awesome. But does it mean? that Oklahoma city is going to kind of maintain this mindset throughout the season, or will they do like they've done consistently in years past and say, "Uh, this, this isn't really what, what we're aiming for quite yet. And I don't know if all of this was a ploy for when Ben because when the tank started, he would have been like what, 12. So I don't think, I don't think that's the case, but, I do think if Chet was healthy, it might be a much different season, right?
1: Oh, Maybe? I think if Chet Holmgren was healthy, then they'd try to be competitive and try and start building this core to start winning. But as soon as the Holmgren injury happens, it completely alters your thinking, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's a historic draft for somebody, whoever gets Wimbanyana. Right. So that alters your thinking Again, you know, for this group. So, I'm, look, I'm going to be shocked if they try and be competitive over the course of the year. I would imagine that at some point after the all-star break, they're going to start shelving some guys and shutting some things down to try and enhance that lottery stock. So, it's frustrating. But we, we said this two years ago. You and I sat here and we said, look, gear up. This is not going to be quick. This is not going to be a one-year tank. This is not going to be a two-year tank. Right. And so here we go. Some things have have come along that have reinforced that thinking from Oklahoma City. But this was always going to be the mindset for OKC. When you decide you're going to tank, it's not a it's not a one year process.
0: By the way, did Andrew just try to kind of come into you there, Toby? Did he try to drift into your lane a little bit? Oh, how about that? All right, uh, quick break. When we come back on the road to Ames, we're going to hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. I think we might have hit our max for Thunder talk there for like the next month <laughs> on a, on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. But that's just me, and you can say I'm a bitter Lakers fan. When we come back, let's hit your text plus Lee Sterling right around the corner on the ref. Boy, the, uh, the Air Comfort Solutions text line and the super secret textoso line is not very happy with True Sooner right now. They love the uh, Thunder. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, thanks, guys. Let's actually make that all of the Thunder Talk until football season is over. That's from the uh, from the 972. I did appreciate this off the super secret Textosa line. Thunder Talk on an OEC fiber football Friday. I expected better coming off a bye. I'm with you, too. I'm with you too on that one. I got. I was a little bit shook. I didn't know which direction he was going to go. I mean, we've got a a potential opinion-changing game coming up on Saturday, and suddenly here's here's true true sooner, mind you. That's the name, true sooner, talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Fifth game of the regular season, big one. Um. I like this. This is looking at. Says, look at it, twenty twenty-five. What would be an acceptable record? <laughs> now, now, now I've got, um, now I've got. Can we talk Thunder D League? I'm on hold to talk Oklahoma City Blue. Now, stop. Leave, leave True Sooner alone. Leave Brittany alone. Look at it, twenty twenty-five. What would be an acceptable record that would be considered successful for our first year in the SEC? nine and three ten and two boy we're okay i can we can we bookmark that for maybe the middle of next week because i mean i, I understand there's this large faction but i'm not trying to be too preachy here but i understand that there's a large not that there's anything wrong with being preachy just realize i'm in the car with a son of a baptist preacher and all of my preacher friends might be listening. Sorry, guys. But um, I'm not trying to be too pompous, standoffish, arrogant, or anything in what I'm saying here. So I'm just, can we, can we wait on getting, getting caught up in what's going to be considered a success and not a 2025? Because, I, well, I, I agree. I think it's a heck of a conversation. But, Josh, I feel like we're so far down the road from that. I want to see how this this tide continues to turn in the alabama use there but this tide continues to turn obviously for the rest of 22 and then what effect that has on the 23 recruiting class and the 23 season like those are the things I, I i can't allow myself to think about 25 because i mean i get excited about michigan coming here in a non-conference game and probably going to places like fayetteville and maybe even a baton rouge you yeah? know i mean it's just it we're, we're down the road and i would say the idea of success when they get to the SEC, Josh, will be the same as the idea of success is in the Big 12, compete and win conference championships and be in the mix for a national championship if not win it. It doesn't change.
1: Yeah, just off the top of my head, double-figure wins, you know, w- would be successful playing in the SEC championship game, right, college football playoff, all of those sorts of things. Right. It's, it's tough to wrap your mind around it because – I don't know how 2022 is ending. I don't know how 2023 is ending, and I don't know how 2024 is ending. I also don't know if 2025 is the first year in the SEC. We're told it is, but we don't know that to necessarily be fact. It could be earlier. It could be right on the money. Uh, Generally speaking, if you're you're telling me right now, I mean, you got a huge date in the non-con as you touched on Plank versus Michigan who – Right now, looks like they're finally playing the best football that they've played under Coach Harbaugh. The uh, sure the jokes that a lot of people had about Coach Harbaugh and Michigan. Well, now all of a sudden, there's some serious distance. We'll find out again this weekend, right? But I feel pretty comfortable saying that Michigan's going to beat Michigan State by multiple scores this weekend. Uh, it feels like there's some distance between, what, Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State. That wasn't really the case necessarily uh, a couple of years ago, but it is now. So, seriously, uh, speaking in the Big Ten, it's Michigan and Ohio State, right? So, that's a tough, tough non-conference right. game. And then, obviously, whatever the SEC schedule looks like, we don't know who Oklahoma's playing in that SEC schedule. That If you tell me that they're playing both Georgia and Alabama, okay. Yeah, well, 9-3, and 10-2 doesn't sound
0: like all that bad of a regular season, but I don't know what the schedule looks like. Um, here's a fair question for the 405, too, and I know we got a break for Lee. You talk Iowa State offense being bad, but would you still say that if their wide receiver didn't drop the winning touchdown against Texas and win just one of the other close games? Yes, yes, I would. Even if Hutchinson catches that ball and they beat Texas, they're still a team that's defined by their defensive identity, and they're still a team that's really bad offensively. They're 118th nationally in total offense. I mean – This isn't Chris Plank's opinion about Iowa State's offense. Dim to facts. I mean, these aren't – this isn't me trying to troll Iowa State fans. They know. They get it. All right, 946. We're road tripping to Ames, Iowa. For the Oklahoma-Iowa State game tomorrow. When we come back, let's see what Lee Sterling thinks from Paramount Sports as we get his picks next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road to Ames, Iowa, baby. Toby, I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't notice the shirt this morning. But, um, yeah, represent my man Vin Scully. This, that's right. It probably wasn't smart uh, to have you turn around while you're driving on the turnpike, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. We say hello on the mobile Brown Haver Studios today to our man Lee Sterling, who joins us, as he does every single Friday at this time, winning record last week. What's going on, Lee? How's football season
3: treating you, bud? Couldn't be any worse. I mean, this didn't. I'm just kidding. It's been great. Um, <laughs> I thought when you were talking about this, I thought when you were talking about the shirt, you maybe had, um, like, uh, Take Me Home Country Road, you know, for West Virginia. Maybe you were you know, seeing yeah, a West Virginia
0: yeah. upset. Ooh, well, well let's let's start there, shall we? Now that's yeah. a big number. That's eight. Yeah. And I'm just saying one of the occupants in this car that I'm in right now, Lee, has picked TCU as his upset special. What are you thinking about the Horn Frogs going to Morgantown this week in his eight point favorites?
3: Okay, so give what TCU credit. They fought back from a 28-10 to 10 deficit last week, but it was aided by Kansas State losing their top two quarterbacks. That doesn't happen. I think Kansas State pulls out that game. So, I mean, West Virginia, an absolute no-show in Lubbock last week, but they've done it before. Neil Brown, Mr. Six and 6-6, six, is going to need, I think, a big upset to save his job. JT Daniels looking for a bounce-back game. He's had some bad games, but Usually the next week plays well, and uh, West Virginia seems to play well. It seems like every single time they play TCU each of the last four seasons, they've n- registered four straight wins here. Um, I think this is Sonny dyke ceiling here, and Max D- Dugan did not play well last year. Wrong team favored. Take me home, country road. West Virginia outright 38-35. Wow.
1: Calling yep. for the big There's upset. Bump
0: in the car. Love it.
1: I, I love it as well. Uh, big game in the Big 12, obviously, in terms of the standings. Yep. Kansas State favored by one, playing host to Oklahoma State. How do you see this one lead?
3: Oklahoma State, I mean, to pull off that upset, what a comeback. Uh, but they were also aided by, I thought the refs, in my opinion, did not call one penalty all game. So uh, everything broke right for them in that game in the second half, uh, but – they're gonna be up against it here. Kansas State is a tough place to play. Looks like both quarterbacks will be back. Kansas State also lost their top linebacker during that game and he's a guy, you know, that you talk about around the ball. He is either it seems like involved in every single tackle or he's right there. So uh I just think that this Kansas State team, especially with Daniel Green, middle linebacker, and it's gonna be a tough out here for Oklahoma State. So Tough to get back up two weeks in a row here. I like Kansas State. I think they'll bounce back, uh, maybe a trick play or two, and also special teams are always special with Kansas State. I think they win a low-scoring game 24-20.
0: We're on the road to Ames for this OU Iowa State game. Big game for both teams, obviously. Iowa State looking for its first winning conference play. OU looking to continue its momentum through the bye. Small number for the Sooners on the road, Lee. What are you thinking?
3: So, obviously, when Dylan Gabriel's in the game, this is an absolutely different team and a different offense here. So I expect them to pick up the tempo here. Uh, The more plays, usually the better team wins. And, uh, you know, at this time of the year, numbers, you know, they don't lie. And we're looking at a lot of data, and we're watching Iowa State. They just can't come up with a score when they need it. In fact, scoring 103rd out of 131 teams can't run the ball. 122nd out of 131 teams, and only 98 in yards per play here. So uh, go fast. If Oklahoma goes fast, I think there's a real good chance that this offense is going to be explosive here. And uh, I just think that, you know, Oklahoma looked great early, had that three-game downtick, but they're coming back, and they're going to play spoiler here. I like them, 37-20.
1: That would be a nice win for the Sooners. People around here would be very happy with that. Uh, Speaking of trying to make people around here happy, Dallas favored by nine versus Chicago. How do you see this in the National Football
3: League? Chicago's upset Monday night was shocking. Great game plan. They decided we're going to get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands quick, and they did, and they were successful. But now they're on the short week. They lost one of their key pass rushers, Robert Quinn. So that's going to be tough. The Cowboys, 29 sacks. I think they add to that total here. We have not seen Justin Fields have back-to-back good games. In fact, taking a sack almost every fifth time he drops back to pass. Cowboys. They rank third in takeaways. They have a bunch of thieves. Defensive backfield. Their linebackers go for strips. And Dak looked like he was getting the rust off in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Chicago, how about the 6-17 and 17, the last 23 times against the spread when facing an NFC opponent. Uh lay the double digits here. I think Dallas gets it done. It's out, like down to 9, 9.5. Dallas, 31-17. In
0: 30 seconds, how they can find out. Oh, 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 you got me back, Josh? I-, I got you. Yeah, we lost got you me back. just a second. We, we got you. <laughs> okay. Game of the week, Lee, how can people get it between the Packers and the Bills?
3: Just call 800-400-9741. Could be a game of the year. Coming out, looks like uh, for Sunday, you want to get involved. Baker's Dozen, 13 games, $147. Or a six-pack on Sunday. We've not had a losing Sunday yet. Just $97. One place, ParamountSports.com.
0: Appreciate it, Lee. Have a great week. That's Lee Sterling. He joins us every Friday at this time, ParamountSports.com. So, would that be considered a drop or not, Josh? I don't Your know. Call? Maybe partial credit think it on is that drop? We came back. That would be half. The over-under is two and a half. You decide. We're going to hear from Brent Finables next as the ref is on the road to Ames, Iowa for the Sooners and the Cyclones right here on the Home of Sooner fans.